Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And I want to read from verse number 18. Matthew 13, I'll read verse 18 and 19. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone, in fact, if you have opened it in your Bible, I want us to read it together because I want to speak a bit on it. Verse number 20, 19, sorry, one to go. When are you there? Have you opened? I said, well, let's read it. I can't even hear anybody reading it. Matthew 8, um, 13, verse number 19. If you are there, let's read it. One to go. This is the seed sown by the wayside. Now, this is the problem of many Christians. Matthew. 19 is the problem of many, 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 many Christians, including this church. You see, when we come here and we stand here and we are teaching like that, don't think we are just giving you information. Holy Spirit told me some time ago, he said the secret of memory is understanding. What will make you, you see, that's why they always say that two and poor is not a good thing. When I went to school, they say, don't two and poor. Understand what you have been taught. Why? Because the moment you understand what you have been taught, there's no way you forget it. Those who easily forget, it's not that they don't have memory. Those who forget, it's not that they don't have memory. Those who forget are those who don't have understanding of what they had. Understanding, you see, you see some Christians every day will come and stand here. When they come to church, don't sleep. They will come to church and they will sleep. Whatever you said to them, they are wayside. They just heard it. It went out. The secret for greatness in Christ understanding what you hear say the secret of greatness as I say say the secret of greatness is understanding what you hear if you don't understand what you hear forget it people come to church they sit in church they are rebelling against the man of God their heart is full of ang- on- anger that you cannot even explain where it came from. It can only come from the devil. They come to church. They have an attitude. Say amen. They will sit down. They will not say amen. Raise your hand. They will sit down. They will not raise their hand. See those people, they are wayside. Because they lack understanding. You see, when you have understanding of spiritual things. Look, just look at um, the first miracle is that we see Jesus did in Cana. If you don't have spiritual understanding, imagine God telling you pour water into a jar. It will turn into a wine. Just like that. Ah. 
And that is why Mary was very smart. He knew those servants will not understand. They will not believe what they hear. So, do you know what she did? He said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You do it. Afterwards, you will see why I told you to do it. And because Mary did very well. Mary kind of prepared the people's mind and their heart to respond to the word of God. So they did it. You pour the water and the water turned into wine. How can you be in church for a long time? Nothing changes about you. Meaning that you, you always only come to church to show yourself. You don't come to church to be transformed. Instead of getting better, you are getting worse. No, it's a problem. Because the only way the devil can have access to take what is in your heart is when you lack understanding. You see, but the reality is that no child of God was not born again without understanding. I said it last week briefly. Many people come to church, it's like they go to church, it's like, okay, like that kind of attitude. I even said it to do in the online. Like they come and they think is the man of God that is supposed to do something without their contribution. Without them playing any role. You come to church. If the man of God says he's powerful, then you should do something. Let me see. That kind of attitude is not divine. Because you cannot come to church and then you don't have understanding. The moment you hear the word and you understand it means that the devil cannot steal the word from your heart. And if the devil cannot steal the word from your heart, then the word will definitely work. Right? Go down. Look at the one that bears fruit. 23. Look at what? The one that bears fruit with the word. Verse 23. Let's read it together. One to go. You see? Who is the one who bears fruit? The one who understands. So it is not how powerful you think the word of God is. It is not how, hey, see, we can come to church here and teach. And sometimes when I leave here and I go home and I lie down, I realize that Charlie, I have really emptied myself. So why don't I see certain things in some of you? Because some of you come to church and you don't understand. Which shouldn't be the, 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 the problem understanding is the secret of bearing fruit listen if you like apply it to every aspect of life apply it even in your school in your business in your family understanding is having insight into things insight in that you can see into the whole thing so much that the thing has become part of you that is understanding. So when you hear the word, you go into it. When your teacher teaches you something in the class, and then you hear what your teacher is teaching, you say, I understand. Listen, anywhere you find that same problem, you'll be able to solve it. Why? Because you understood it. There are some scriptures I quote today. You know, like, I'm be by, because I'm coming to church, and then I'll memorize some scriptures, and I'm coming. There are some scriptures that I still talk about today. I understood them many years, like 18, 20 years ago. But they are still with me. 
some of those scriptures, I had them in church. And they never left me. Because I understood them. If you want to do more for God, if you want to do great things for God, the secret is understanding. And that is what a lot of Christians don't pay the price. They don't pay the price to understand. They don't pay the price to understand. When you come to church, this is your opportunity to be transformed. What, what is the meaning of transformation? Or transfigured. Or any time you see the word trans. Like we have transatlantic. Okay. We have the transatlantic ocean. Every time you see the word trans, it means that you have crossed. Or you have changed. Metamorphosed. Become something new. According to what you heard. So when you come to church, you know that this is my opportunity to be transformed according to God's word. So what do I do? I don't come to play. I come to hear the word. I pay rapt attention so that I can understand. And the moment you understand the word, if the devil cannot snatch the word from your heart, you are guaranteed that the word will prosper you. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. As I tell you, a lot of Christians, they live by sight. They don't live by faith. They, they, just, they just go to church because, oh, Mekwa, sorry. Going to church does not mean you are Christian. There are many professing Christians who are not born again. They find themselves in church. Their thinking pattern will tell you this person, there's a problem. Their behavior will tell you this person, there's a problem. Because when you are born again, things change from the inside out. I get what I'm saying. Things change from the inside out. Everybody will see that there is a change. According to God's word. When you have understanding. So let this be your trump card from today. Don't hear God's word without making it a point to understand. Sophia. That is a Greek word. It means insight. I can see. Oh, wow. I can see now. Oh, this is what this is about. Oh, I see. This, oh, okay. I get it. The moment you get it, it doesn't matter what comes your way in the world. You'll find yourself always on top. Amen. Amen. So let's go and continue what we started last week. Amen. And in this month, this month of October, today being the very last Sunday of this month, what we have done is to look at faith and love, these two things. We entered into love recently. Last week, we, ta we started tackling a topic that we didn't finish last week. Practicing forgiveness. Practicing forgiveness. And we looked at it from the Greek perspective, aphesis. A-P-H-E-S-I-S. Aphesis. And aphesis means what? To release. To release. 
from captivity. Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one, and we read for verse number nine. Colossians chapter number one, from verse number nine. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. You are filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. How can you be filled with the knowledge of the will of God? Wisdom and spiritual understanding. I pray that today you will be filled with spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to the glorious power. For all patience and long-suffering, with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins praise the lord we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins when you say you have your sins forgiven what we learned last week in the introduction was that it means we have been released from the sins okay we have been released from anything that does not glorify god and last week i i demonstrated it let me demonstrate it again also take the chair let's demonstrate it again please pay attention take the chair so in this example that i did last week this is the one that is doing or has done something against me now this is a chair of sin look here so that you can understand what forgiveness is about this is the chair all of you look here look here raise your head and look here this is the chair of sin and this is the person that is going to do this thing to me he by himself cannot free himself from this thing one of the things you must understand that whatever anyone does to you in this life the chances of the person not be him or herself is hundred percent But the devil will always influence someone to do something to you. So when Jesus forgave us our sins, what he actually did was that whatever we have done to him, because we could not free ourselves from what we have done, when he forgave us what we have done, he took the sin away, right? 
and freed us from that thing which we did. I get what I'm saying. Because there's nobody who can by him or herself free himself from sin. That is why when you even say, oh, ask God for forgiveness of sins, what you are saying is that you are going to God with what you did and telling him to release you from that thing because there's no way you can free yourself from sin. Are you here with me? So, there are some people when someone does something against them, so if the person does not say sorry, I will not let the thing go. No. When it comes to the church and when it comes to children of God, the responsibility to forgive depends on us. You didn't hear what I said. Sit. The responsibility to forgive depends on us. Not the one that has committed the sin. Are you here with me? And this is why we are different from those who are in the world. Because those who are in the world, when someone does something against them, do you know what happens? They will either pay evil with evil, or they will never forgive those people. And listen, you see when when the man of God took the chair, the sin was that he was going to, or he has thrown this chair against me, or hit me with a chair. This is what forgiveness does. If I don't release him from the chair, he will use the chair to hit me again. I get what I'm saying. If I don't forgive him, sins, he will come back again with that same thing and do it again. So the, the benefit of forgiveness is to you who forgive, not the one who is even forgiven. Write it down. The benefit of forgiveness is to the one who forgives, not even to the one that, who is forgiven. The benefit of forgiveness it's to the one who forgives more than the one who is forgiven. It's like when God said, it's like he said in the Bible, he said, blessed is the one uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 20, 33, it says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Sometimes, if you are on the receiving end, you think, oh, you have benefited. But you don't know that the one who gave you has benefited more than you who ought to receive. So when I see people who don't like giving, I laugh at them. Because if you don't like giving, either you lose what you have, or you stay at where you are. That's how it is. Either you lose what you have, or you will stay at where you are. So forgiveness that's more to you who forgive. Uh, you know, can you imagine that someone has somebody offended some Christian oh, 10 years 
They are not talking to the person. Ten good years. You are the one carrying the burden. Maybe the person has forgotten about the problem, living it for a life. You that they offend ten years, you are still carrying the burden. Yeah. This is what will make you a Christian or will make you. So now let's get into the more stuff. Why should we forgive? Why should we forgive? Why should we practice forgiveness? Please pay attention so that you can understand. Why should we practice forgiveness? Why should we forgive? For one simple reason. Because Jesus forgave us our sins, we cannot afford not to forgive others. Simple as that. Simple as that. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I read from verse number 38. It says, You have heard that it was said, I, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Verse 39. But I tell you, not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to the other, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Praise the Lord. Now, this is practical Christian living. You have people in church today, today, today. He said, oh, somebody insulted them. They are insulting the person back. How can, you, how can you call yourself a Christian? So, sister, no, did you tell me? Look at you, shame. Jesus forgave you. Tell your neighbor, Jesus forgave you. Eh, we committed a sin against God that all of us we should have ended up in hell. But when God looked at us, He said, No, these people, if I don't go and save them from their sin, they can never be saved. And then He came down. And then He came to save us. Raise your head. When you put your head down, you can see. I don't know what some of you always your head is down. What are you looking at? What no? You write to look at me so that you can pay attention. Amen. Chapter 6. Matthew 6. We are going to read verse 14 together. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14. Are you there? Right, let's read it together. One to go. Please read it again. Read it again. Louder. One to go. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Let me add a verse 15. But... If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father, heavenly father, forgive your trespasses. Did you hear that? So those of you who are 10 years, be very careful and repent. Be very careful and repent. He said, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive yours. 
It's a simple deal. This one is not plenty talk. Simple transaction. Simple transaction. Say simple transaction. Uh-huh. Why? Why would why would our father not for because he has forgiven you the greatest trespass of all time? When we sin against him through Adam. So why wouldn't you release people for I tell you, hey, you might think, oh wait, any super that's how his attitude is, that's his behavior, that is character. Every character is influenced by either the Holy Spirit or by the devil. Take it from me once and for all today. Every character, every attitude. Since some few weeks, the Holy Spirit made this point stronger to me. I have more peace in my heart. Because you see, you can go sleepless nights based on the attitude of people. Many Christians are ignorant of the work of the devil. Many, many Christians. This morning when I was taking my bath, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, some Christians ignorantly say, oh, Charlie, yes, I know. So you don't focus on the devil 24-7. No, that's not our, our goal. But you should not also be ignorant that he's around. The fact that you don't focus on him 24-7 does not mean you are ignorant that he's around. Some Christians just want to pretend like the devil is not around. He's still around. Whether you like it or not, the devil is still there. Whether you like it or not, the devil is still there. Yes, we don't focus on the devil 24-7. But he's still around. And he influences people to behave in a way towards us. I told you I'm going to teach. I, I taught on offense on Twitter on Thursday. I'm going to teach on offense when God gives me permission next week or so. I'm going to teach on it. Because when you understand what offense is, you will know that it's, it's for your own interest if you practice forgiveness. I even said a, a bit about it last week. Offense means trap. Trap. Oh, if you are so anything in Kwano. That is what an offense is. Offense. And I, oh, this person did. No, 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 no. It's an offense. The devil is using people as a trap. No, he's, he's looking for you. Remember what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8? The devil is moving around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? Devour. He knows if he comes to you black and white, who say upon some day, you know what? So we get. Badunia, a befonia so, before I down for so, before I pass so, before my mess so. I'm the most of you. They don't even know that it's the devil that is using them. They don't know. That is how the devil. That's why the Bible calls the devil cunning. He's tricky. He's a slime. Oh, son and Kromaya Trono, son of some. So he look around. He realized that no. If I come and whisper something small in prophet's ears, the way this person talk to him. I will get him. Then this person will say something. And the, and the devil will whisper. Tell him, get angry, get angry. You think you are getting angry based on what he has said. Chap, chap. He wants to get you. He also wants to get you. So now, he has caused this person to produce offense. The trap. As soon as he said those words, you fell into his trap by getting angry. And the devil said, ah, Mignano. And then he will say, Charlie, don't forgive, don't forgive, don't forgive. 
10 years, don't forgive. When you when you it's finished you. You are holding on to this person. This is 10 years, you will not forgive. Because of what he said. You will not forgive. And God, God too is looking at you. Every day you come to church, you are praying. God is looking at you. Hey, 10 years, you have not forgiven. But you want me to forgive you. I tell you. If we will walk in this understanding, there will be no single conflict in this world. When we know the devil is behind it. Ah! How can, how can someone say, oh, I started cheating on my wife because she's no more beautiful. Chap. 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 So the devil, see, the devil has laid traps all over the place. So Jesus said, what? Watchful. Watch and pray. How do you watch? You watch with the understanding of the word you have. When you see something, when you see something, you know this one is the work of the devil. How can Jesus look at Peter and tell Peter, Satan, get thee behind me? What made him to know that the words of Peter? But what did Peter say wrong? Peter didn't say anything wrong. Peter said, Jesus said, the son of man have to go to uh, Jerusalem and will be killed by the, the Gentiles. And will re-. Peter said, no, 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 Lord. As long as I'm around, I will not allow you to die. I mean, Peter was just showing care and concern. He didn't say anything wrong. He said nice things. Yet, those words, because Jesus knew the voice of the Father, he knew this one is not from Peter. Why? Why would Jesus rebuke Peter and cast out that demon that spoke through him? Because he understood that his, his assignment on earth was to go to the cross. Therefore, any voice that contradicts that voice is not from God. Are you here with me, somebody? It's not from God. Some of you, you have had prophecies and prophetic. You have had things being told you in this church. You went to listen to other people. The devil spoke to people and they took you, took you out of the will of God. And now you are, you, are, you, are, you are struggling. But you blame the pastor that the pastor's where they did come to pass. You know who you listen to. You know who you listen to. I always use the two of them. I've used them as an example. When you're this thing, when that thing got missing, I remember they said they were going to buy something else. And because the devil wanted, he wanted to do, use people. Say, oh no, no, you, let's, let's go and buy this one also. This one is better. You see how the devil behaves. I said, sometimes when the devil is coming to destroy, he will not come in such a way that you notice so. But while you are spiritual, you, you are the one who is supposed to discern and say, no. God said I should do this. It doesn't matter how nice this thing is. It doesn't matter how nice this... No, 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 no I will not do it. Let me stay according to God's word. But the devil is... The way he would devour people is that he's moving around with trap. Offense. So why am I there? No. It's not what the person did. It's what the devil is trying to achieve. I get what I'm saying. It's what the devil is trying to achieve. Be careful. Always be watchful and pray. So why must we forgive? Because I have been forgiven. If you are in a prison, can you free another person that is in the prison? No. But now Jesus Christ came 
and freed us from the prison of sin. When you, you are freed from prison, you can go and also set other people free. But if you are not free from prison, how can you set other people free? So if I have been forgiven, hey, there's nothing. See, see, and listen to me very well. No human being is your enemy. Tell your neighbor, no human being is your enemy. I say no human being under this sun is your enemy. Every child of God, your common enemy is the devil. The same way God uses people, is the same way the devil also uses people. A lot of Christians cannot identify the work of the devil. He is happy when you think that is that sister's attitude. Don't take things on the light note. Don't take things on the night note. Demons. Chantro. It's not normal. It's not normal. I was studying the word truth some time ago. Truth. And I said every person must love the truth. Lie simply means to hide. To hide something. You see, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. Jesus does not hide anything from us. God does not hide anything from us. When God tells you you are healed, and the devil is telling you you are sick, the devil is trying to hide the truth of your health from you. Say, ah, but apostle, I'm sick. I'm sick. No, 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 no. You don't live by sight, you live by faith. God is telling you you are healed. He's telling you the truth. So you are, you know, you have life, you have health. Don't believe it. Don't believe what the devil is saying. And you find some questions. Oh no, I believe it because yes, the doctors have diagnosed me of that. Don't believe the lie. Praise the Lord. So we forgive because we have been forgiven. No? You must always practice forgiveness. Because see, the moment you don't you don't forgive, you have also fallen into the trap of the enemy. That is offense. If you allow what someone to say to get to you, you have used it as an offense. I tell you, okay? spiritually, things happen like a flash. It has taken place. This is a spiritual talk. This is not a carnal talk. Many people don't know. But when you practice forgiveness, let me tell you, Hardly would the devil ever offend you. He cannot trap you. He cannot. Always forgive. Tell your neighbor, always forgive. Oh, I can't hear you. Always forgive. Two. So when do we have to forgive? If we know why we forgive, then when, when must I forgive? At what time must I forgive? And the answer is simple. We must forgive at the moment, the exact moment we are offended. We must forgive at the exact moment we are offended. And I know this is what makes it challenging for a lot of people. 
We must forgive the very moment we are offended. Luke chapter number 23. Look at Jesus. On the cross, he says something. Luke chapter number 23. Whilst on the cross, whilst he was being killed by people, look at his words. Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. I, Jesus, you are trying to tell me these people that are killing you, they don't know what they are doing. Hey, Jesus, is that what you are saying? These people, so you want to tell me that this guy that lifted the hammer and hits the nail, the person doesn't know what he did. Jesus, are you sure? Aha. That's why I told you earlier on. What people do against you the sin that people do and commit, they never know what they did. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, they never knew what they did. Many people look at when you go to the Genesis account. Did Eve eat the fruit because she wanted to eat it? No. Someone came to tell him, the devil, eat it, you'll be like God. Oh, God doesn't want you to be like him. He's lying. He's keeping some secret from you. And then she took it, ate it, gave some to the husband, the husband to eat it. Whoa. And the Bible says, the eyes were open. Eyes were open how? One day, an atheist, atheist told me that Christians should be grateful to the devil. God was the devil who opened her eyes. If the, if the devil didn't influence Eve to sin, Adam and Eve to sin, then we wouldn't have known what nakedness was. Of course. God didn't want us. You think God, he created us in such a way that if we are seeing ourselves, there wasn't anything that would obscure us. I get what I'm saying. But the devil has taken it to another level. He's always influencing people. So you have to be smart. You, you, you the child of God. You too, you have to be very smart. That you don't avail yourself for the devil to use you against someone. I get what I'm saying. Please sit upright, sit well. I want you to pay attention. many Christians are living by sight. So, they only see the actions of people to them. They cannot look beyond the action and realize that they be they be. Do you think it's normal for a human being to just take a gun and shoot someone and kill the person? There's no justification. There's no justification. That should tell you, under the sun, there's a spirit that controls both good and evil. 
and you as a child of God must be sharp, quick to know. Amen. So yours is to always what be praying. Pray for people. Pray for people. Ah, why is it that everybody is selling? They are buying things. As for you, you nobody's coming to buy from you. It's not normal. You should not just sit down and say, Oh, me and Toma there. You deal with it. You deal with the devil. I said, yes, the devil is not our focus 24-7, but we're also not ignorant that he's around. We'll not sit down and say, oh, oh, the devil. No, 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 no. We have authority. Say, I have authority. Yeah. So the moment you are offended, that very moment, that very moment someone insulted you, that very moment someone said something bad, that very moment someone did something bad, it is that very moment you must release the person. <coughs> Don't wait. This is spiritual growth. This is spiritual maturity. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Stephen also did the same thing in Acts chapter 7 when he went read it. When he was being stoned, when we were killing him, he said, Father, please forgive them. Don't hold this charge against these people. Don't hold it against them. This is what makes you a Christian. Who, hey, let me tell you. An unbeliever, a worldly person, will take people on. Take them to court. Sue them. Fight them. Quarrel. Do all those things. If you are a child of God and you are born again and you are doing those same things, then master, watch your Christianity well. There's a question mark. You see what Jesus said? He said, when someone slaps you, turn the other one, let the person finish the job. If the person wants to insult you, just keep quiet. And just say, Father, forgive this person. If this person, by his or her own reasoning, I'm telling you, he will never insult you. Today, because of mobile phones. Because of mobile phones. People who, if they stand before you, they cannot say Jack. They, they sit behind their mobile phone and they insult people. Because after all, you cannot go and attack him through the phone. They meet on social media and they insult people because of mobile phone. But those people, if they see you face to face, they cannot even say jack to you. This is how cowards people have become. Social media have made many people cowards. 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 If someone wants to insult you, let the person do it. But the reality is that your job as a child of God, you must always be working in word forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Always be releasing people. If Christians are going to practice forgiveness, we're going to have a better world. Because the devil will not have anyone to influence. Because we are always casting him out. Yes. Say, but man of God, this is tiring. Oh, yes. Jesus suffered more than what you are suffering. But he finished his work. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Second Corinthians 4.4 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Are you there? Nah, okay, let me do 3 and then bring to 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 3 and 4. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded 
who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of God will shine upon them. Who is the image of God will, will shine upon them? Did you see that? Now you think it's normal for people to come to church and sleep. You do know the demons that are, are troubling them. You think it's normal. And that all of a sudden, the moment the church service is over, it's like the sleep has just de de it departed. Now you have come back to yourself. Uh -huh. That should tell you that it's not normal. Are you here with me? It's not normal. You cannot come to church and the message is going on so powerfully like this. And he said, I'm feeling sleep. The devil doesn't want you to understand. He said, yes, in our midst, God is supposed to be here. Where two or three people gather in my name, I am here. The Father is here. And you must acknowledge that God is here. You must know that the Father is here. You must take responsibility. Tell anybody, take responsibility. That is why when I, I tell you, come to church. You see, I'm training you for you to become a very strong spiritual person. Come to church. There are some things you don't do. You don't fidget. Pay attention. All that you need is your note-taking accoutrement. Finish. Like some of you. You have been seeing all of you. You do it all the time. You'll be chewing your nails in church. Church, you want to chew your nails. Church, you want to be blocking your ear bags. In church. You couldn't do it at home. In church. And then if you walk out from here, you don't understand. Will you blame me? Yeah. You see, that, the things that the devil uses to get your attention, you have no idea. That is why you must be what? Wise as a serpent. That's what Jesus said. He said, be wise as a serpent. The reason the devil chose the snake to use to deceive man is because snakes, they are like this. They are very, very, very cunning. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Because there are some, some things that the devil will use that you might fall into his trap. That you have no idea that this one is the work of the devil. Fully justified. Ah, apostle, didn't you hear what he said to me? Didn't you hear? Fully justified. But it's the devil that is working. Ah, Opel. When you is it? When you don't see, that's what the Bible says. It's only God who justifies. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, forgive quickly. Tell your neighbor, forgive quickly. As I say it loud, say, forgive quickly. Fast, 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 fast. That's what the Bible says. Go and read. The Bible says, don't let uh, the night fall on your anger. Some of you, you have been angry for three days now. You are sitting here. Three days, four days, one week, ten years. But Jesus said, don't let the night fall on your anger. How can you go one full day and you are still angry? It's not normal. It's an abnormality. Praise the Lord. You see, you see that person that did you wrong. You see the person coming. You know the person. Ah, then, then your head is on the North Pole. Shouty. 
You don't want to meet the person who did wrong. You see, these are the things that will follow you to heaven. This thing that I'm teaching you. This is practical Christian living. Too many people are praying, but they are full of bitterness, full of unforgiveness. So now their spirituality is going down. First, you could pray one hour, two hours non-stop. Now you cannot even pray for five minutes. Because you are full of bitterness. Full of unforgiveness. Every day. You, you, you are always right. Now that's not how to live as a Christian. We are born again to always forgive. Say I'm born again to always forgive. Oh, say it well. I'm born again to always forgive. Yeah. So always forgive. When someone does something to you, release the person. Because the person does not know. See, they are blinded. They blinded them. Blinded them. Blinded them. That's what the devil does best. Blinded. You think you think people that is why as precisely every day we are here praying. That's why we are praying every day. You think people intentionally don't come to church? Or you think they don't want to come to church? <laughs> you, are, you are joking if you think like that. Don't ever blame anybody who is not coming to church and say, ah, oh, or no. No, no, no. It's not there. It's not how they are. That's why as a church we pray for them. Praise the Lord. We must always pray for them. Nobody out of their right thinking will get up and say, I won't go to church. People the devil, there are some people who don't come to church here again. It's like they are still here. They can't stop thinking about us. Talking about the church. Saying bad things. You think it's, it's the devil using them? Devil using them. Telling you. If the devil does not use people, he cannot come and hear I'm using demons. He use people. So what do you do as a child of God? Oh, you don't sleep. You don't go and be talking and get offended and get bitter and get angry. Your anger is not justified. Your work is to pray and have the faith that no demon can use anybody against you. That's all. Are you here with me, somebody? If the devil shows up, Jesus said, they are, uh, Peter asked Jesus, hey, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? He said, seven times, seven times, seven. Seventy times, seventy. You know that scripture already. And then he gave the parable. Of the one that the king forgave so much, and the and the guy was owed something little. Some of you, ask him yet trying unnecessarily. Ask him yet ding pa, and found kubibia unnecessary. It won't take you anywhere. Learn to forgive. Hey, when you start forgiving, eh, you realize that nobody can rent a space in your head. You will, you, you will grow well and have good health. A lot of people are sick not because of anything though. Their disease is called by bitterness and unforgiveness, but they don't know. Their sickness is caused by unforgiveness. They be a woman with him. If we are sitting now, it as well. Hey! How can you have the energy to work? Every day somebody has done something against me. I, I said it somewhere, just a few days ago. I think I tweeted it. 
listen please write this thing down and never forget the number one cause of every trouble in this world is selfishness i even said it in the all night selfishness selfishness eh, selfishness comes before pride selfishness is the re- when i'm always thinking about myself me 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 go and read ezekiel how the devil fell me me i if i if i ask i cannot send i me 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 when i always think about myself and i don't think about others that is the beginning of trouble so i am big see i'm also developing i'm also yes i've come far but i still want to go paul said up all that body said that i may know him i want to know god more i want to know more knowledge so let's last night the holy spirit gave me a formula fresh i'll share with you he said the simple way to always overcome selfishness is to always ask why something is done so that you can understand usually when someone does something I, the only thing we just taught me last night and i'm sharing with you usually when someone does something we are quick to see give our reaction a lot of the time the things we say is a reaction but before you react he says always ask why as soon as you ask why do you know what you have done you have moved the subject from yourself to the person who did the thing the person will give you an excuse and explanation and then yours is to move to the next level and deal with the situation maturely if the person is refusing to give anything tangible no Charlie, i tell you people will go to hell not because they want to go to hell because the devil want them to be there with him i'm telling you the truth so as a child of god the way you know that you are growing in the spirit is when you're able to look at the ugly attitude of people and still love them and forgive them and still pray for them i told you last two weeks how many people can pray for their enemy and then in spite of all that the person is doing you can still hate that person amen you keep praying for them you keep praying for them you keep praying for them pray until you realize that things are done praise the lord oh lord have mercy thank you jesus let me wrap things up (laughs) thank you jesus i want to i want to land on a very important point so we have looked at why we forgive when we forgive and i'm going to look at where we forgive where is the best place to practice forgiveness are you here with me please write all these things down where is the best place to practice forgiveness the best place to practice forgiveness is your heart your heart the best place to practice forgiveness is your heart anything you do from your heart is real it's true will last 
if it is true that you are forgiving this person i tell you you can sit down with the person and eat again all these funny things people say oh me i'm forgiving the person but i'm avoiding the person it's not forgiveness oh it's not forgiveness that's not forgiveness though that's pretense you are pretending that you are forgiving the person but you have not forgiven the person why what does forgiveness lead to forgiveness leads to what reunion forgiveness leads to repentance forgiveness leads to coming together again matthew 13 let's do 15 go back to matthew 13 matthew 13 okay let's let's do 14 it said and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says hearing you will not hear and shall not understand and seeing you will not see and not perceive for the hearts of these people have grown dull their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that i should heal them when you read proverbs chapter number four it said guard your heart out of it flows all the issues of life are you following what i'm teaching you the heart is where everything is see you cannot fake with your heart if you like pretend like you love me Pretend one day your heart will expose you. Because your, your, your heart cannot contain lies. Your heart will expose you very, very soon. Jesus said, these people, they honor me with their mouth, but their hearts are far away from me. And very soon, they proved it. When Jesus preached one message, then all of them, they left him. For how long are you going to pretend? How long? You can't pretend for a long time. In fact, the behaviors of people towards you are, uh, are the manifestation of what is in your heart. A lot of the time, the way people behave towards you is what is in your heart. So the best place to always forgive, forgive from your heart. Don't say I'm forgiving you and then tomorrow you are still, like people say, eh, you can forgive but you cannot forget. That's a big lie. Go and read Isaiah. So, uh, yes, uh, sorry. Ezekiel, sorry, I said um, Isaiah. Ezekiel. He says, their sins and their trespasses I will remember no more. When God forgave you your sins, he didn't forgive your sin and then from time to time he will refresh his memory and say, ah, you, have you forgotten the, the quantum of sin I forgave you? Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. Why? Because he's always accusing. He, do you know do you know accusations he will, he will come to the magistrate and say ah this person he did a and b a b c d a b c d. always trying to remind you of what you did wrong no don't allow the devil praise the lord don't allow the devil any footstool when you forgive and it's coming from your heart there's no way you're going to remember what was done against you. 
I guess what I'm saying. There's no way. True forgiveness produces forgetfulness of the word, the offense. I repeat, true forgiveness produces forgetfulness of the offense. There's no way you're going to go before God in judgment and God would, would, would like the way people have been saying, Obecha o video. No. If Jesus forgave you before you meet God, your records are clean. Cleanse everything. It doesn't even remember what you did. No. Because he has forgiven you. If he has not forgiven you, the only point of remembrance is what you have done, which you are still carrying. But as long as he has released you from it, are you here? Are you in church? Yeah, that's it. Some of us, we have to start growing in the spirit and maturing in the spirit. We have remained babies for far too long. A lot of Christians have remained babies for far too long. They cannot receive correct teachings. But some of you have been a Christian for years. You easily get angry. Easily get offended. Easily, you know, easily get distracted. You know, those are the things that the devil is still using to cook many people. No. Grow. Praise the Lord. Learn to forgive from your heart. Learn to forgive. Um, let's, let's, do, let's do Colossians 3.13. And then we'll be wrapping up. Colossians 3. Okay, 32 and 33. It says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, bearing with one another. What does it mean to bear with one another? Are you here? Please. Look at me. What does it mean to bear with one another? It means to keep going with one another even when they have not reached that level. You understand? So there are some people who are still yes, they are still they've come into Christ fresh. They are still babies. A typical example I always refer to is Mark chapter number 9. When Jesus had gone to the mountain of transfiguration and then the disciples could not heal the sick. And said, bring it to me. How long shall I bear with you? Okay? So let's learn to bear with one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you, you also must do. Did you see that? Please, take this teaching seriously. And understand so that you don't forget. If anyone has any complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Amen. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Amen.
That's how powerful it is. That's how beautiful it is. Forgiveness always leads to thanks and giving. If you couldn't, if you couldn't solve a problem and someone did it for you, why wouldn't you thank the person? You thank the person. So, when someone says I'm forgiving you, you should be thanking the person. But the person has taken a load from you. Don't wait for the person to come and say, oh, please, I'm sorry. Oh, you know, Jesus said, go and read the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Go and read it. He said, if you come to church, like some of you will be doing today, and you come with an offering, and you, you remember, not the person telling you, you that is coming with the offering you remember that someone has something against you he said put the offering down go your way make peace with the person then come and then put the offering do you know why god is not interested in your money more than the relationships we have with people he didn't hear what i said oh God is more interested in your relationships than the money you have to give. Oh, I hear she. Oh, I, I'm going to give you a fat offering. Your fat offering does not cover the bad relationships you have. Forgive. Go to the person. Tell the person, you did A, B, and C. Why did you do it? The person may explain to you. If the person doesn't want to explain, he said, go and call one, two or three. So that in the what? In the mouth of two or three, a word will be established. Talk to them. Oh, why did you do what you did? The person still doesn't want to say anything. No problem. He said, now take it to the church. And bring in the pastor. Bring in some elders. Let them talk to the person. Why? Because God is always interested in relationship. Don't have bad relationships. Don't have friends who will tell you, Oh, Fino, and Kasan Fino. Those are those are a Christian should not be having friends like that. Come on. If I take it from you today, if you have anybody who will tell you, hey, don't talk to that person again. Don't do this. That person does not want the best for you. Doesn't want the best for you. On your crowd, oh two, oh two fool. Don't they don't talk to other person that they, 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 they. that is why the Bible says go and read Revelation 21. Go when you go home, go and read Revelation 21. Go and read that chapter. I said, write it down. When you go home, go and read Revelation chapter 21. Go and read it. Go and read it. Who's a gossip? Who's a gossip? A gossip is someone who talks about people behind them. So all those people, you will go to hell. Why? You'll be cast into the lake of fire. Why? Instead of you talking about people and laughing about them behind them, if you're a genuine child of God, you go to them. Oh, I heard A, B, and C about you. How true is it? Is it true? Did it really happen? Like, uh, prophet, what happened two weeks ago? You remember? 
someone who used to come to church here called somebody who uh, and said somebody came to this church and came to tell me that he needs a job and i didn't do anything about it i was like huh when the person came to tell me he didn't even say that thing and then the that person that got the the hint you know called and eventually the person who started that whole gossip has been embarrassed because the person who they are saying that came to me to ask me for a job and i didn't do anything said i don't even have this person's number so when did i call him you see the whole thing imagine this gossip went on and there was no verification if i can put it that way somebody will be sitting somewhere thinking that oh apostle doesn't help anybody apostle doesn't care apostle doesn't do anything for anybody but he didn't even come to ask this is the bad nature of gossip that's why god says all gossips will go to hell they'll be cast into the because gossiping can destroy relationships a lot of things people have said there's so many things about me so many things about my wife so many things about this church if we if we are not matured in the spirit like our attitude will be different towards people but we are we are beyond that <laughs> amen somebody we are beyond that and that is why this church will keep growing are you here i said that's why this church will keep growing no devil can bring us down no devil no devil at all praise the lord yeah we know what we are doing so always forgive from your heart forgive from your heart praise the lord always forgive from your heart always forgive from your heart don't let anybody lie to you that unforgiveness pays okay let me let, let me wrap up with this you've taken this person to court because you want to fight him over a piece of land i asked you some time ago have you seen somebody who dies who has carried that land away for so why are you fighting for what are you fighting for oh no me pin me pin me what will you get what will you get if i were you let them take it and believe your god to give you better than what they want to take you didn't hear what i said i said let them take it and believe that god will give you better than what they want to take ah why are you fighting over that that property say my my mother my my father left me in this house i'll not allow them to take it i'll not allow and they'll be they'll be going to the juju man to the voodoo just to kill just to get a property that they will rent and not even use their money to do anything to go and chase girls chase girls because of that you have taken some look at this look at this um this chief that they arrested is it man that has killed a nursing student because of what money rituals you've killed someone just to get money and what would you use the money for what would you use the money for please if we say we are born again let's live as true born again people if somebody comes to you with somebody's issue say please if you have any problem go and tell the person practice that and see if people will come to you with, with uh, in conference they will not come to you again 
When they come, say, no, no, please. If it is something, please go and tell the person. Cut it. What if the time that you give the person the chair to sit on and you open up the gossip table, Jesus blows the trumpet. You are caught in the act of gossiping. That is not love. When they come to you, want to gossip about someone, say, no, please, baby, baby, baby. But go your way. I don't want to contribute to gossip. People think that gossiping is delicious. The day will come, they will take your store away. And when you hear it, your story will be, will be worse than what somebody heard about you. Be very careful. Children of God, if you say you are born again, be different. Tell your neighbor, be different. I say, tell your neighbor, be different. Stop gossiping. Stop lying. Stop being hateful. Stop unforgiveness. Stop all those things. Don't allow the devil any chance. Okay? Don't allow any chance. Praise the Lord. I want, I want, I want to read um, a verse. First Peter 4. Let me wrap it up with that one. My very last verse. First Peter. Shall be on our feet even as we read that verse together. Shall be on our feet even as we read that verse together. First Peter chapter number four, verse number eight. First Peter chapter four, verse number eight. One to go. Are you there? Hello, hello, hello. I said one to go, and some of you you are just looking around. First Peter four, verse eight. One to go. I can't hear you. Start, start, start. First Peter chapter four, verse eight, one to go. And above all things, have fervent. What is what is the meaning of fervent? Heart felt deep love for one another. For what? Love covers the multitude of sins. Did you hear that? Love. It always covers a multitude of sins. Love always clears sins. It forgives always. It doesn't matter how many times. It doesn't matter. Love. Say love. Covers. Multitude. Multitude means plenty, plenty, plenty. So if someone does plenty things against you, love forgives. That's the meaning of covers. Love covers and forgives the multitude of sins. Don't let anybody hold you in the prison of darkness. Okay? Love always. Love always. Be in joy all the time. If, if not for unforgiveness, no marriage will collapse in this world. No Christian marriage will collapse. Because of unforgiveness. People have gone to the court. They want to destroy their marriage. There's no sin that is beyond the forgiveness of God. Amen. Yeah. There's no sin. Always forgive. No matter what. Always forgive. Raise your hands and we're going to pray in the spirit. 
and ask God to help you to practice forgiveness from today. As a true child of God, tell God anything that anyone has done. Father, forgive them today for they don't know what they are doing. And from today, help me, Lord, to practice forgiveness. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcasts and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.